Hey y'all, it's Fort Worth Camera Radio. I'm McKenzie, back with another episode of Thrilling Stories from Fort Worth Photographers. And the only thing we talk more about when we have guests here on our little podcast, the only thing we talk more about than photography is Fort Worth itself and the personalities we meet here at the camera store where we talk about how photography either infiltrates or just assimilates to either someone's job, someone's passion, and in this case, the community itself. And today we are here with Beth Hudson. How are you? Hi, Mac. I'm great. How are you? Oh, you sound so lovely. I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. And thanks for my mocktail, but you called it a... Mactail. Can you all hear that? It even sounds delicious on the, uh, the podcast. Hopefully you can hear the... Hold on. Lovely. That is a cheers. Thank you. Cheers to you. That is a non-alcoholic Singapore sling. You asked me what my favorite flavor profile was, and I do enjoy a a Singapore sling. What was in this one? So, <clears throat> pardon me. Yeah, it's that good. It, it's so good. So, Singapore sling is primarily made up of orange juice, lime juice, pineapple juice, and then topped with a little cherry juice and two cherries. And then we top that with Topo Chico, my favorite. So hopefully it doesn't disappoint. It does not disappoint. In fact, it impresses. So thank you. But I got to ask, what are we doing talking about mocktails in a photography podcast? I'll, I'll tell you how that all came into play. Yeah. So really my background in photography is a lot of creative directing for different brands and putting together uh, shoots for their campaigns. But my husband, Brian Hudson, who's also an ambassador. I've heard of him. Yeah, he's a professional photographer. Mm -hmm. You might know that guy. So I've been assisting him for 15 years, like everything from, I just call it being his caddy. So carrying his bags, um, calling his shots, setting up lighting for him, or just assisting him in any way needed. And I've been doing that for, gosh, about 15 years now. So it's really what got my passion on the photography side of things. So um, just a long story short, we do a lot of culinary work, takes a lot of pictures of, you know, beautiful dishes and drinks and things like that. And um, Brian has been sober for, gosh, almost seven years. And we would go out to eat, could never find him like a decent non-alcoholic cocktail. They're like, here's an out-of-date O'Doul's or, you know, something like that. (laughs) And I just kind of like banked that. And I stopped drinking this year and, you know, just getting more active in photography and definitely video production too. And it just kind of came to me like I could make, is it okay to say badass on the podcast? You can say shit and stuff like that. I could make some badass mocktails where you don't even miss the alcohol and I could photograph them and put together recipe videos and roll that out. So I did that just kind of for fun, and it's really become a thing now. It's called the Elevated Elixir. So that's why I made you a Mactail. Thank you. TM Mactail. Ask for it by name. Um, and it's, it's cool because, I, honestly, I, have a, I believe that it all kind of fits together. We have on here photographers and videographers and cinematographers and just visual creatives this kind of, it, it, it all does all fit together. This is an artwork, piece of art, just like anything else, and it just needs to be captured. So uh, how does an elevated elixir involve photography, essentially? Sure. So funny thing you said, being captured. Brian, before he was a photographer, he used to be in the wine business. Mm. He used to be a wine buyer at Central Market. 
um, he proposed to me in Napa. And one thing that he always said that he loved about wine, it was like bottled poetry. It was like bottling a moment in time. And when I got into the elevated elixir, that, that sentiment really resonated with me. And I thought, I can bottle time. Brian can bottle time. We can do that through video and photography. So, of course, we do that, you know, at our main agency, Elevated Content, where, you know, we work with all different types of brands. But in Elevated Elixir, our non-alcoholic blog, how photography really plays in is taking gorgeous shots of these cocktails when you roll out the recipes for them. Or, like I said, doing a really fun recipe video or, you know, a little mini docu on a restaurant that's rolling out a mocktail video. So just sharing it in a visual way and getting people excited. So what you're doing is not only creating, well, poetry, you're creating artwork in the form of something edible or potable in this case, but you're cre- you know, you're capturing it in a way that ends up being entertaining and educational to someone viewing your blog or your social media outlets. By the way, would you please tell everyone where you can see fantastic imagery that you shot of your culinary uh, talents or, or otherwise, where would yeah, that be? Of course. So our main company is called Elevated Content and we're a full service agency there, but specialize in photography and video production. And that's at Elevated Content Co. And then the Elevated Elixir is our non-alcoholic blog and Instagram TV show. And you can find us on Instagram at the Elevated Elixir. And we're also on Facebook as well, but we primarily play in the Instagram space. How do you think what you do inspires, hopefully you have that on your mind, where you can inspire other photographers to kind of either do what you do or inspire them to do just do something. We had Sissy Wilson, another Forward Camera Ambassador, on our, our little podcast the other day, and she told us that if there's a four-step way of living life the fourth step happens to be sharing your passion are you sharing your passion i mean are 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 you is that part of the end game to actually share something some sort of message through photography absolutely so i fully believe that you have to follow your passion i encourage clients and family and friends to do that all the time and really you know i've been in this industry for a long time um, around the creative space everything from graphic design web design public relations all of that And um, when I was on set, like filming, you know, TV shows or working on the set of reality shows or, you know, big morning show appearances in New York, that was my place. I just knew just being on a set, I just felt alive and excited, even though there was, you know, 100 plus people working together. Um, It just felt like a, a dance and I loved it. And I've really wanted to do more in TV for the past seven years, but I guess fear held me back because I was in a nice, safe place with my agency and, you know, keeping all of that going. So in this past, I guess, couple of years, I really just thought, okay, I'm going to follow my passion. I'm going to get more involved on the production side of things. And I think that's come out and inspired. And a lot of creatives have come around me wanting to work together on projects and things like that. And then with the non-alcoholic thing, I was just inspired to be myself because with not drinking, there's this weird stigma about it. It's like almost a bragging ride if you can throw back some drinks. And when someone doesn't drink, it's always Mm. like, are you pregnant? Are you an alcoholic? Like, what is it? And it's like, no, none of those things. I just don't want to drink anymore. And I can still have fun and tell jokes and dance and all of that stuff. So hopefully with putting that out there, 
it encourages people not only to have fun with their cameras and get some beautiful photos, but also it's okay to be yourself and go against the grain and follow your passion. And I think that's inspiring to people. I've got a weird little question. I'm going to try and ask it correctly. Okay. Did your existing passion add to your drive or does your drive give you more passion right now? Does that make sense? I've always been a super driven person. Like I started my first agency when I was 25 and, you know, it's scary to be an entrepreneur, but I just, I just knew that I needed to, to do it. Um, and passion, I would say like, I care about others so much and taking care of others that I maybe like put my personal passion aside for a bit. And, um, it just happened to where like my drive was on and my passion was on at the same time. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go with it. So now I feel like it's stronger than ever because I'm letting myself, you know, experience both sides. Because it's not the sides. same thing. Passion and driver, not the same thing. Yeah. And I feel like that's why Elevated Elixir has been so successful. I've only been doing it since June and I have national brand partnerships and national press opportunities. I'm working on a cookbook. So when I allowed myself to just be me and follow my passion, it really came together organically. So for aspiring professional photographers or influencers, and I got to tell you, I have to be honest, influencer is one of the most, uh, I hate to say it, aggravating buzzwords I, I, I can hear these days because everyone's an influencer, <laughs> but not everyone's a, not everyone is a good influencer or better yet, not everyone is an influencer with an actual positive end game, a positive reason for what they're doing. And I want to kind of steer our, our attention towards some of your your filmmaking um, opportunities. You were recently featured on a panel with the Lone Star Film Festival. Is that correct? That is correct. What were you talking about? Well, and, 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 and by the way, there will be a follow up question, and it's going to be aimed at people that are trying to actually become professionals or try to brand themselves. So, sure. Rewind back to the panel. Okay, so I got their attention because I've just been making a ton of short form content. Um, I found a production crew that I just adore, EC Films, and have been producing a ton of things with Eric Clapp and Coleman Anderson and their team. By the way, yeah, and I feel like I taught them a lot about once you have your content, how do you promote it? How do you roll it out? Mm -hmm. And they taught me a lot about the production game. So um, it was definitely a mutually beneficial relationship, and it's certainly just grown and grown since then with um, the different productions that that we've worked on. So with Lone Star Film Festival, basically the premise was, okay, you've planned your film, you've filmed it, now how are you going to get it out there? So I was on the panel just basically talking about how they need to be thinking about their marketing plan from the beginning getting behind the scenes pictures, getting little short, you know, 15 second um, pieces of the, of the movie. And then just their plan for public relations and social media and digital advertising and influencer events and all of that. So I was really just blending my experience as a publicist and producer and talking to filmmakers about how to really get that traction out in the market with their film course right now you have an assistant yourself and she is recording little bits of bts she's amazing btw oh very i see what you did there that's clever but that is it there just can never be enough 
coverage, can there? Never enough footage, never enough content. And she's over there shaking her head. No, you can't. It's true. You can't just say something once and expect it to stick. Right. And you constantly have to be relevant and putting yourself out there and More be so a than good ever, resource. Right. So you got to have a good arsenal. You've got to have a, a good camera on your hip and a great assistant on your left. Like, So you, you were asked to be part of our little team of ambassadors for one good reason. And that's your positive influence. And that, that that's it. Thank you, now, Mac. You're, you're welcome. Uh, let's hug it out later. But right now, what, what kind of message do you have for someone who's trying to get started in whatever visual creative industry, be it uh, you know, straight photography, you know, a wedding photographer needs to set themselves apart, or someone who wants to start doing YouTube or whatever, what's, what's going to get them not only started, but continually relevant? What do you think? Well, first thing is planning. So just so you know, Elevated content, elevated elixir, like all of that stuff has been in the works for like two years. And believe me, I've wanted to put some of it out before I did. But I really just had to plan out, um, vision board that, just really think about like differentiating factors. Like why is anybody going to give a shit? I mean, that's what's really important. So you know, lots of planning and just figuring out like, what do you absolutely love? Um, one time Coleman, one of my friends that I film with, mm -hmm. we were talking about just different projects and I had some television networks interested in me doing some different things. And one of them was a car show. And he said, do you really love this? Because what if they say, yes, you're going to be working on car show for the next couple of years. And I thought, well, I do want to produce a show, but do do I want to? Or, you know, do I want to get picked up for something that I'm super, super passionate about? So I didn't do the car show. And now I'm working on filming some cooking show pilots because that's really like my wheelhouse that I could do in my sleep. So find what you're really good at, what you're really passionate about, and just get started. Even if you don't put it out there yet, even if you're just taking your camera out and taking pictures and experimenting and, you know, doing different things and different techniques. Um, the most important thing is to just get started. And then once you feel really good about your plan, um, then put a plan on that plan <laughs> and figure out how you're going to execute it. What does it look like over the next year or through the seasons? How are you going to be a resource to people? Um, but just the important thing is believe in yourself. And if something is put on your heart that strongly and you keep on thinking about it, it's for a reason. Like, I feel like it's God trying to tell you, like, this is one of the gifts I've given you. Like, no, now go follow your dreams. So, you know, you just said something I, I actually wrote down, put a plan on that plan because make a plan sounds like window dressing. Yeah. You, yeah. No kidding. You got to make a plan when you put on your shoes in the morning. What are you going to do today? So what do you mean about put a plan on that plan? <laughs> so now you know what you're going to do. You have to really figure out how to roll it out. And like, you need to look at that on an annual basis. Uh, reviewing your plan. Okay. Yes. But, you know, so you're going to produce food videos. Well, what are you going to do with those food videos? Are you going to put them out on Instagram, Instagram TV? Are you going to put them on YouTube? Are you going to pitch them to a television network? Are you going to get brand partners to sponsor? There's just so many things that come into play and you want to allow yourself enough time to do it the right way. So we use Google Sheets a lot. It's just like a simple way where you can just start, you know, building plans and going back to them and tweaking them. Um, but yeah. We're talking with Beth, pardon me, Beth Hudson, 
<clears throat> these mocktails are strong. Kicking in. They are kicking in. So although we're talking to a, a true professional, she does quite a bit in the creative industries, you know, what do you do when it all gets too much? All this planning has got to take a toll. It can be very stressful. It can be very confusing. You're inundated with competition and you're, you're being, you, you have to compete with the bandwidth. What, what do you do? Do you have any sort of daily affirmation that you can actually tell yourself <laughs> to keep going forward? Well, I stopped drinking. Okay. <laughs> Let me write this down. Stop. Um, not that I drink drunk. that much. Okay. But I found that it messed with my game even the next day. Like, even if I had a couple of drinks, you know, I needed to be fresh and take my meetings and be on TV and all of that stuff. So I just took that out of the equation and that's helped. Um, but a lot of it is just having good structure in place. Like I have a production calendar. I have a team of people that help me and it's the right team too. So I don't settle uh, with who I surround myself with. And that goes for clients as well. Um, Your you know? assistant is nodding her head up and down. She's like, yeah, I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah, she is awesome. Um, but you, you've got to say no. You can't say yes to everyone. You can't be a people pleaser. Um, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no, as far Ooh, as I'm concerned. I'm writing that one down too. I'm, I'm not really writing it down. I'm just doing the <laughs> podcast that I am. Um, but... But yeah, I, I think it's not taking on too much and you've got to, you know, I, I have a joke like Alexa, time block rest. You got a time block rest in there too. Let's actually review these steps because someone listening may actually want to take this advice. <laughs> Removing things from your life that are not helpful. Yes. Then step two, we're surrounding yourself with things that are helpful. In this case, people. Step three was what? basically taking care of yourself yes time block rest alexa yeah and it all kind of spin, spins around just taking care of yourself looking out for number one first so you can help out numbers two three four and five and six i definitely feel like i have backburnered myself in the past and felt guilty about giving myself any type of self-care and i'm not high maintenance even though you might think differently i don't i okay, don't have good. any opinion on that Beth. Good. Um, but you know, once I started taking care of myself a little more and loving on myself, I could take care of others even better. If so. you can't love yourself, you can't love another. That's right. Okay. I think we had a good lesson. We had a good <laughs> Mac tail, still delicious, but I have a final question for you. Yes. These are very fast podcasts, by the way, try to get done around 20 minutes. Does Fort Worth ever cross your mind? Every day. Okay, elaborate. Okay, so I'm not a Fort Worth native. You're not. Okay, stop then. Where are you from? We should I'm rewind. I'm from Champaign, Illinois. No kidding. Yeah, but my parents split home up when Illini. I was younger. Exactly. That's my home team. Hmm. So my parents split up, and I would come visit my dad in Texas every summer. And my big brother introduced me to Brian when I was 18 years oh, I'm old. I'm sorry. Yeah, so then Fort Worth was stuck with me. But I've always loved Fort Worth. Um, in fact, I was one of the youngest volunteers for Visit Fort Worth, where I would volunteer my time at the cultural center, visitor center that's right across the street, your neighbor, and just tell people how amazing Fort Worth was. And now I'm on the Fort Worth Film 
commission with Visit Fort Worth trying to bring more film business um, to the area. So flying to New York and LA and telling them about Fort Worth as a location and um, getting more larger entities to consider filming in Fort Worth and Texas. So Fort Worth definitely crossed my mind every day. So why though? I mean, give us some examples of what makes Fort Worth unique. And in your case, what makes Fort Worth unique for creatives? Well, Fort Worth is such a beautiful city. There's so much consideration into the arts and um, just the culture here. And I absolutely love that part. But the people here are phenomenal too. There's the whole Fort Worth way where people just help each other and support each other and get each other's back. Um, Exactly what Fort Worth Camera has done for me. Because, you know, I'm not some established photographer, but yet I'm still an ambassador. You guys see that I have a unique vision and you believe in me and support me. And that means so much. And it truly exemplifies the Fort Worth way in my eyes. Um, But Fort Worth is so cool. And the creative class is really coming up. We have so many agencies and photographers and production companies. But we also have a city that nurtures and supports those artists. That's why I love Visit Fort Worth so much and Film Fort Worth because they're all about getting national and international attention to all the amazing things in Fort Worth, but also supporting the creatives and making sure that they have, you know, the work and the jobs. Um, So Fort Worth can be funky. So I'm all about it. I'm all about being funky as well. In fact, big shout out to the friends at uh, Visit Fort Worth who are Fort Worth Photo Fest partners. And uh, speaking of the Fort Worth Photo Fest, which is May 1st or the 9th, you can read all about it at fortworthphotofest.com. That's photo with an F and fest with an F. And you can actually meet Beth Hudson and her husband, Brian Hudson, at the 2020, can't believe it, 2020 Fort Worth Photo Fest. Beth, thank you very thank much. Thank you, Matt. And thank you for my drink. It's awfully tasty and I feel um, energized. Cheers. Actually, I take that back. I feel elevated. nice one this has been a presentation of fort worth camera at 1600 montgomery street in the cultural district of fort worth texas i'm Mackenzie hughes our engineer is greg woods for more information about fort worth camera visit fortworthcamera.com and for more information on the fort worth photo fest please visit fortworthphotofest.com